0: Welcome again to this, the latest edition of Shift, with me, Ewan Semple.
1: And me, Megan Murray.
0: And this uh, episode, we've decided uh, by popular request to talk about technology uh, and platforms. I've been, I guess, the one who was resisting this most because uh, I'm quite truculent about enterprise platforms. I kind of find them boring, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, which is probably not the best way to start this podcast. Um, But we just thought we'd have a ramble around some of the issues... Uh, that are really quite difficult for people to address these days. Um, Sure. You know, I often sort of refer to the fact that when I was actively doing this stuff in an organisation, it was really easy because nobody knew what we were up to and the technology we were using was, if not free, then ridiculously low cost. Uh, Whereas nowadays, people have to very often justify sometimes quite significant investments in technology. And Mm -hmm. technology vendors are sort of falling over themselves to have enterprise two or, or social this or social that applications and, and platforms. And, um, what's your kind of experience with this in, in, in the States, Megan, what sort of issues are you see com- seeing coming up?
1: Well, uh, and first, let me uh, put the disclaimer out there that I, I work for one of those vendors. <laughs> um, and, uh, that, you know, obviously I, uh, um, uh, I have my, my opinions about things um, and will be as uh, as open um, a- about this topic as, uh, as I can be. Um, but I do have a lot of very strong opinions. Um, and, and what I see is, I, I do see that. I do see that uh, um, this need to apply social to everything that we're doing, um, it, it is very much there. And I, and I see a need for it. Um, uh, I think as with the 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 way that we're implementing these tools, um, as with the way that we're affecting change within our organizations, we are still in the early stages of uh, visualizing what this looks like. Um, and vendors are at the, the, the forefront of uh, figuring out what that looks like uh, from a requirements level, if you will, mm-hmm. if you think about it in a, in, in a software perspective, we're going to be uh, stumbling and fumbling through different iterations of innovation uh, around this topic for years to come, yeah. um, just, just as we are with uh, 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 the approaches with which we put it in uh, to place and introduce it to our people. So um, I, I do very much... Uh, see that kind of spread happening and, and sometimes it's done elegantly and sometimes it's done in a less than elegant fashion um yeah. it's, but, it's uh, also
0: the kind of pressure or or the culture of adding features to to software certainly. isn't it I mean, that, that was always one of my issues that that i i i think the principle of keeping things simple is, is is worth sticking to as much as you can and uh you know i wrote the other day there that that, that a blog post called little boxes that I've been writing in little boxes for getting on for 30 years on the internet and (laughs) those little boxes do varying things in various ways, but but they seem to be getting more and more difficult (laughs) in some ways rather than easier. And uh, I suppose the other thing also is that I feel for the the users because, you know, when we were deploying these tools at the we we did them individually. So the blogging tool was separate from the wiki, which was separate from the bulletin board. And it meant that when people approached those different text boxes, they were more Easily able to see what they were for and what was expected of them in, in each of the tools. Whereas, if you build everything into what people feel is a a, a, a consistent interface, that very consistency, I think, sometimes makes it more difficult. Because mm. you know, I look at some of these enterprise platforms and kind of go numb because I'm I'm just and I'm meant to know about this stuff and I just don't quite know what I'm meant to do in in the different mm-hmm. bits of what the consequences of doing things in in the different bits will be. And one of the things that I sort of clung to was a bit of advice from Dave Snowden, which was that, you know, you can't manage knowledge, but you can create a knowledge ecology. And uh, I I like the idea of of an ecology of tools where, I suppose, a bit like the internet. Um, Again, that was one of the things I used to bang on about was that I just saw the intranet as the internet, but inside. Um, So in other words, it was just a bunch of computers hung together with IP onto which you put services that you tried to make compelling, Rather than a big system that you managed and, and, and controlled in any sense, and in that mm-hmm. context, then you would just have a multiplicity of of low cost tools that you put into this ecology and watched to see what worked and what didn 't work and you know one of the criteria that we stuck to most rigidly was that things had to import and export elegantly so mm-hmm. so that when the next latest thing came along, you could easily get your well, as easily as possible, get your conversations out and into that one. And, you know, I think that's another, the proprietary aspect of a lot of these tools is an issue as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, certainly. And I think that there's, I mean, as, as far as my general perspective on platforms, it's, it's this, I, I, I feel especially after working with, uh, the, the clients that I've worked with in the last two years, two and a half years, um, what I have experienced with the, the later waves of folks who are coming on board to this work is that they're, they're not the early adopters. They're not the types of folks who um, feel, uh, in some cases, comfortable being in, inside of a, an ecology like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's the, there is a perspective for folks who haven't gotten this stuff um, on the web personally uh, and suddenly, it's being introduced introduced to them in the work environment where they're used to going to that central "quote unquote" one stop shop that we all struggle mm-hmm. with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they expect to be it, to all be in the same place. They expect their single sign on. They expect their integrations. They expect yeah. um, that the story to be one large, unique story. And and frankly, when we're talking about changing um, culture. Having people in in a singular space gets a lot easier for the folks who are deploying it. And again, it's you know here here we are again at the place where it's the folks who are deploying it versus having a user centric perspective. There, I think there's uh, there's potential for all of. The different modes of doing this, and I think it is it's it's deeply personal to each organization in that you 've really got to meet your users where they are for some folks, it is going to be an ecosystem of a lot of small tools that they can handle because that might be within their culture that they can uh, they can teach that they can promote that they it gives people more comfort comfort to be in control of their own experience and I think ecosystems do that um, whereas platforms. Make it simpler for the IT department um, and make it simpler for um, folks who have really been indoctrinated to that story where you you go to a singular place and this is where you go. Well, that, um,
0: and that, that I think you just raised for me one of, one of the issues that, that mm-hmm. we're not doing this so that it's easy for the IT department. And, oh, no, totally, and, totally. And the trouble is that because they're comfortable with it and because they're familiar with it, it means yeah. that they don't. Change themselves; they don't uh, uh, act differently. And and mm-hmm. you know, I guess the elephant in the room with this is always SharePoint. And one of the reasons that SharePoint mm-hmm. is as is, is mm-hmm. as popular as it is is that it is familiar to IT, and they can get in there right. and they start managing permissions and they do all the stuff that they do. And that, mm-hmm. by common consent, I think is one of the biggest challenges with SharePoint. That it that it then becomes sure. difficult. To allow it to grow organically and become the social thing you're trying to trying to help it to be, and uh, you know, which isn't to say that you can't do it with SharePoint. You know, you can. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I genuinely don't care what technology people use, but e- each right. of the choices brings with it its own consequences and its own challenges. And, and you know, cool. I would acknowledge the one, you know, the, the, the hack it yourself, grow your own, suited me and the, the, and John Howard who worked with me was fantastic at helping us to do this. Um, but not everybody has that opportunity, so I, I fully understand that.
1: Yeah, well, Ian, you know what? I mean, I think, uh, again, I, I agree with you that um, the, the tool is the second choice, right? The, the first choice is the choice that you've got to make a change. Yeah. And and how you make that change is uh, it, it will totally outweigh what tool you choose. And,
0: that, and you're right, and that make, making that one of your primary criteria... You know which type of tool is most right. likely to bring about the best the, the optimal changes for us
1: well, and I think we 've all been introduced to clients those of us who do who work with clients around this we 've all been introduced to clients who are just hearing about the change after they 've made a tool decision there's this notion mm. that, um, yeah. that that technology is some kind of magic pill that will, will quell the uh, all of the issues that you're experiencing within culture because it's, it must be the tools that are creating these silos. It must be the tools that are creating this uh, this dissonance between teams, right? Well, because, because <laughs> I think sometimes
0: people feel that without the tools, the organization starts to cease to exist. I mean, you know, t- yeah. t- t- take SAP yeah. or SAP away from people and they sort of don't know what their jobs are anymore um yeah yeah, yeah. so i i understand that again that that Mm -hmm. um dependence on systems to know what to do at work
1: but the reality is is and i'll use your term is that you know it's time to grow up yeah it's time for us to really look at ourselves and and uh i mean this is this is uh, uh without sounding too you know crunchy or or without donning a tinfoil hat it's um this is the place where we have to do self-analysis and really understand what it is that we're trying to achieve by putting these tools in in the first place. Are we simply checking off a box because we have seen from the latest Gartner Report, the latest McKinsey one that came out yesterday, that, uh, you know, hey, socialist gangbusters, and everybody has it. That, that, that's not the reason to put it in. Uh, it's not the, the, the reason to put it in is not to, you know, collaborate better. Um, or to uh, 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 connect, you know, there's a lot of very high-level terms. Why specifically are you trying to do this at your organization? And, and and I think, again, getting back to how you put it in, if you've answered those questions, if you've talked to yourself about, you know, or, or your organization um, about why this is important and, and what benefits you hope to get from it, Um, you've at least got a framing to start with and you can then take that framing and apply, you know, real work to it. Mm -hmm. You guys did it with the, uh, you know, discussing... uh, uh, work inflow within the forums. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I ask clients to do it around uh, communicating, reporting, um, uh, status updates instead of, uh, uh, instead of emails, things like that. There are, are specific changes, simple changes that can be made, but we're not really... When we define it down to some kind of um, um, requirements list, as a requirements list kind of traditionally comes from IT, what we end up with is a list of features, without really kind yeah. of thinking about what those features are really doing to transform anything that we're, we're working on. And there has to be context in part of that conversation to get any meaning from it. And I think we're still at a place where, you know, we're tackling the stuff that we know in the old way that we've tackled it before. Well, but, and that's it. Um, it and and
0: you, you, know, when you, you put your finger on it in, in the early part there where you were saying about knowing enough to know why you want to bring about change and what you want as outcomes mm-hmm. in a sense that mm-hmm. has always been one of the biggest paybacks for for, for it you know for all, for all the projects mm-hmm. that didn't actually deliver what they thought they were meant to be delivering they at least made people stop and think well what what do we do around here and what what are we trying to do better right. and right. you know for me a lot of it is around really big questions about how we perceive the organization you know, is mm-hmm. is, it, is it just is it is it a, a preconceived tailorist machine into which you plug some meatware and have systems that maintain that, or is it a more fluid uh, co creation thing with a group of people all turning up in the same place at the same time? And and clearly, again, different organisations will be different and have different be, be be differently placed on that specru- spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's also the false perception that it, 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 one way requires rigour and the other doesn't. In a sense, I would argue that I'm clearly biased, but I think actually taking on a, a more entrepreneurial way of working and, and having more activity mm-hmm. and more risk actually requires more but a different kind of rigour. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, the other day we were talking about rigour and I said if you've got too much rigour, you get the mortise as well. Um, <laughs> in the sense that things become inflexible. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. you know, I was mentioning to you earlier, I, ha- I heard a great story of a large corporate who had at least a, a number of them totally grasped this shift. That's, that's you know, It used to be the case that for many years, the best computing you could expect to use was at work. Mm-hmm. And, and that hasn't been true for a long time for most people. And you yeah. know the outside world is going really fast it 's giving us all sorts of capabilities. The churn rate in technologies is is in itself a challenge to to large organizations you know they're used to large long scale you know long time scale highly planned interventions um, but this this group I heard about we 're actually really genuinely taking on board a much more fleet of foot. Uh, you know I used to say at the BBC that we 'd become very good at making long, slow, big, expensive mistakes and, and, <laughs> and, and that we, we needed to get better at short, cheap, faster ones and, and yeah. learn from them um, and so i think and this is again you know some of the the nerviness about open source comes in here as well you know again, I was talking to somebody involved in education this morning who was using Moodle and and the, the, the challenge they 'd had of um, for those who are not aware Moodle is a kind of um, helps manage shared learning and, and is an open source platform. Um, but just getting that into the organisation had proved a significant challenge. But once it's in, you've got this relatively low cost, constantly being updated by by the community suite of tools. Um, so again, there's that tension between proprietary platforms and, and open standards. So all, all these things I can totally, again, relate to the challenges faced by conventional IT departments for whom this just looks horrendously Mm -hmm. messy and risky.
1: Um, Sure. Well, you know what, and that's the thing too. I mean, I'm always saying, um, you know, it's not this or that; it's not all or nothing; it's everything, right? And and I and I am a believer in the idea of the ecosystem. I think that that's part of the the, the fail fast, fail often story. It's almost like, um, in, in my eyes, I, I I have this vision of a, a. It's almost like a BYOD policy. It's it's more like bring your own app instead, yeah. um, which is why I love the idea of hosted, and I understand that some organizations, just due to the nature of their work and just due to, to, the, to the culture of the organization, will never look at a hosted solution. I used to work for one of those. Um, and that's fine. I, I, I get that, that challenge. Well, e- e- um,
0: even, even one of those, just to sort of hold you on that for a moment. I mean, mm-hmm. the way IT is delivered these days, the chances of you knowing that it's on your servers uh, and, and, yeah, and right. where they are is diminishing, even in conventional terms. Certainly. You know, so, Certainly. so it's a very movable line: what's inside and what's outside.
1: Mm-hmm. But the the notion of having um, and and again, I have an early adopter perspective. I'm, I'm I have way too many apps on my phone, <laughs> I have way too many apps on my desktop and my laptop. Um, it's uh, uh, I I can see the benefit of of having that uh, you know try it lose it try it lose it kind of uh, uh, mentality. In in, the, in so much as that you've got to try on a few things to understand what's really going to suit you, and again, the way that IT is currently structured, that's um, that's often impossible. Um, but it's impossible because we've made it impossible. And, it's, and, it's and
0: sometimes, you know, I, I, again, I understand the reasons why that the the enervation er, mm-hmm. of too high a churn rate or or too much idiosyncrasy mm-hmm. in the tools that people chose to use was an overhead, mm-hmm. but you know, again, in in the mobile phone app world, where in order to exist, the app developers have to use more standards in terms of the way they connect and the APIs and, you know, have rigid standards, but lots of flexibility in the actual tools. So you you can imagine saying to people, you can have whatever tool you want so long as it uses these kind of standards, these kind of data models, this sort of API, and then you can be reasonably... Like, for instance... HTML. I mean, you know, it it fascinates me that um, there's a whole industry almost growing up trying to meet the pain point that happens in big organisations where they've got so many proprietary systems which use different standards and protocols, which means that it's very challenging to just simply point to a document in one of the other systems. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to have a conversation about work and maybe a project that entails multiple steps... Using multiple applications for different reasons, trying to point to the different bits in your conversation gets ridiculously hard so mm-hmm. over the last few months i 've had several two, two or three startups approach me um, for some some advice on a how to meet that pain point but also how to then convey it as a saleable as opportunity to to organizations um, mm-hmm. In a a way, that then in itself is a challenge because if you have bought these big, say you've got half a dozen enterprise platforms doing different aspects of your business, you're not really geared up for some startup coming in to try and help you join them up. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's really fascinating just how that, the managed world and the, you know, I remember this at the BBC desktop, you know, goodness knows how much money was spent on, you know, this Nirvana of a a unified desktop and it meant that every time somebody logged on they had to wait for like five minutes while it updated to the latest version which used to do live broadcast journalists heads in Um, yeah (laughs) but then the the ultimate irony you know me as a Mac user who at one point Risked being sacked for using my market work. Had a person using the BBC desktop with one version of PowerPoint sending me a document to convert it into the other version of doc- PowerPoint that his colleague was using because they couldn't do that on the desktop. And you think, wow, you know, this ideal of consistency and uniformity is a, is, a, is a mirage, really.
1: Well, it's you know, it's that that's it 's the 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 meatware and the and the the hardware and the software right mm-hmm. um, the the reality is is that that we are are complicated beings with complicated needs and that there it 's always going to be a gap between what the the finite o's and ones can do to meet the infinite of uh, of being a human that 's just part of the territory right mm-hmm. um, but I think that the the notion of a, a flexible ecosystem, kind of like a network versus a hierarchy, um, is is part of the way to go, and and it is the it is the learning that you need to do, uh, the evolution that you need to have as part of an organization to understand what is meaningful, well, and understanding that that meaning is going to change yeah. in, in 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 over time constantly. It's that's the ebb and flow of work. So the notion that you've got a, um, I, I used to experience. Um, when I was back at booze um, there, you know, it's, it was a very standard kind of it experience where you, your upgrades happened 18 months apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> it's like, what? It, yeah. Right. But, and, and I, I imagine it, you know, to a listenership out there that their heads nodding all over the place because everybody's been through this before. Um, and that's simply, it's not, it's not fast enough. It's not agile enough to, to meet the needs of the individuals there. And if that is indeed, the uh the 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 goal of IT is to support people in the work that they need to do that agility has to be part of the story there there does need to and yes it should be done with prudence and it should be done with with the uh, uh, an understanding of uh of compliance and security and all of those other important elements um but they shouldn't the the baby shouldn't be thrown out with the bathwater when it comes to uh the usership the usership should be the number one consideration, because otherwise nobody 's going to use it, and if <laughs> if they 're not using it, then you 've not met your goal and
0: and part of this is history i mean and part of it 's the, the mm-hmm. fact that in most corporations, computing was in the first instance used by finance mm-hmm. and and you know for the the good reasons of record keeping and and auditability and and all sorts of other things there are. I would guess, by nature, a risk-averse group of people. And, and, and that has manifested itself in the mindset of, of most of our technology deployments. Um, and it, it, I guess it's also just shifting and increasing expectations on the part of individuals. Mm-hmm. So It's not just the organisations, in a sense, that are growing up, it's, the, it's the, the punters. And their experience of computing is changing. And yeah. the idea of it, of it I, you know, it really bugs me when people say I work in IT or, or, or to do with computers or even using the word digital, as you know, sort of triggers warning signs for me because it tends to mean they see it as other, you know, or, or, or mm-hmm. we have people who do digital um, yeah. or, or a lady, a, a, a relatively senior person at a comms conference I was speaking at who without a, a hint of embarrassment said, oh, I, I don't do technology. And mm-hmm. you, know, <laughs> you yeah, know the days, or, yeah. or, or or that story we were telling the last time of the director of com, of director of marketing at, at HMV saying, "How do I turn off Twitter?" Um, yeah, I don't think you can get away with that level of lack of engagement with with these devices these days. And even to school, you know, I'm I'm because of mouthing off a bit on Facebook about my daughter's ICT experiences at school. I've sort of begun to get involved in various committees around schooling and, and, and computing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, I mean, and there are changes happening here in the UK, which we'll see how how successful they are. But the fact that it, you know, computing, I mean, the fact that it's seen as a discrete topic in a way is a falsehood. I mean, it should be part of just how people learn anyway. And, and all, of the, all of the subjects should be familiar with and competent at using these platforms to educate people yeah. better. Um,
1: well, and I've I've, I've always said um, that these systems inside of organizations, the, the the ultimate experience for me is when they turn into something like um, like scuba gear, right? It's it's uh, I'm putting this thing on, but ultimately I'm just breathing, right? Yeah. And it, it it really should be that, and in, in, a, in a perfect world. And I and, and I think we're marching towards that as far as technology goes. Sometimes in a scary way, based on the the, the you know what they're picking up about your breath. But <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean it's it, it, when when I talk about this, I, I wrote a piece yesterday for a, a, a post for CMS. Um, I don't know. It should be coming out relatively soon, I hope. But. Uh, where I'm talking about employee engagement, right? Which, which, when you when you think about this, sounds like it's a totally different topic, but in reality, it's kind of the same. It's it's a shift in the way that we're doing things, um, but we're really doing the same things, right? It's it's that we're we're changing the way that it's done. I'm not yes. getting on a horse yes. and riding to the next town so that I can have a, con- a conversation with somebody. I'm I'm simply doing it through a a, a, a mechanism. Uh, to to make that happen, we, we lose sight so, of that
0: fact, don't we? That's right.
1: Yes. We do, well because we get so mired up in the details yeah. of things like you know requirements lists and and process versus people yeah. and all that blah blah blah. You know, it's it's yes, those things are all important, and and my blah blahs don't mean to diminish them in any way, shape, or form. However. There's this underlying uh, perspective that I have that is, you know, hey, folks, we're people, we're we're grownups. We 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 know what it is that we're trying to achieve as a business goal. We can communicate that with one another, and we can intelligently use these tools—the ones that we have in our hands right now, or the ones that we can get in our hands very easily—to <laughs> um, uh, to change the way that we do work. Yeah. And 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 if we're thinking about. The fact that our business goals are often that we want to we transform our culture or we want to share better or we want to collaborate better. Um, that All of those are behaviors that need to change. Yeah. And the, the behavior change can be facilitated um, through the use of a tool with a really awesome, conscious, aware strategy of how you're going to change those behaviors, not a conscious strategy about how you're going to implement the tool. And, um, and I think that that's the, the, you know, again, it's not an all or nothing. It's everything. We have to recognize all of it, it you know, it's, we're, we're talking about, um, legs of a table here. And if we miss one of them, the whole thing goes down. Well, and, um, yeah, and
0: that touches on, on, I guess the ownership as well, that, that mm-hmm. because of the way we have siloed our organizations, that the, the right. issue of who owns these platforms is, is a big one. and, and,
1: I call that the Henry Ford question, right? Because that uh, or, uh, it's the it's the the Ford question is um uh you know, where does it sit on the assembly line? Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. As opposed to the fact that that uh you know, that what we're talking about is an ecosystem. Yeah. And, and when I think about where these things belong, I think they belong everywhere. Everybody has a responsibility to participate in this. Now, does that mean that you have to create a new department? Maybe not. Maybe you can find a, a home for those who are, uh, uh, are charged with stewarding these things um, across departments. Um, but to, again, to, to complain about silos... And then ask which silo it goes into. <laughs> exactly. Is is to me seems a, a bit a bit well, but, uh, but, wonky. But it sort
0: of is difficult because a lot of organizing. It, in a sense, it goes back to that thing about what are you wanting to do with them and right, the purpose. Right. And, and this is why I was very pleased when somebody once called me the Terence Conran of anoraks. Uh and, and you know, for those of you not aware, Terence Conran is the designer who set up Habitat in the UK here, and, and it was all about functional. Good-looking, low-cost, practical furniture, and I love the idea because it, you know the tool, these tools are really exciting if they make life better. You know, if, if they mm-hmm. make things easier, more fun, more practical, more effective, whatever. I'm all over them. If they're ends in themselves, then and, and and I guess that's partly the challenge that a lot of organisations, and it's going to sound you know possibly unfair, don't actually know what their purpose is. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. might, they might have woolly sounding mission statements, but when, yeah. once you're about to spend a lot of money on some technology, you do actually have to th- sit down and think, well, what is the point? You know, why are we doing this? And uh, you know, as I said earlier, that's one of the benefits of hitting these hitting these challenges is that it does make you sit down and think. Um, yeah, it
1: is kind of the red flag of culture change when you, uh, or a need for culture change when you sit down and you talk to a team about what they're doing and, um, you know, the, the only answer is that, you know, well, we turn this crank. Well, and, that, and that's <laughs> you know? because, I,
0: you know, and I, and I used to, you know, the, 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 I think there are different organizations that we inhabit in the same building. You know, the, the, oh, the yeah. perspective of them can be fundamentally different and, mm-hmm. You know, there's one, if you like, at the operational level where, where there are people connecting with customers and, and producing and making stuff, and then there's a centralized uh, perspective on the organization that, 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 to varying degrees of delusion, think they're running the place. But um, it, it, that's why, again, it matters whose picture of the organization you're manifesting when you start to build the tools. And, you know, this is good back, go back yeah. again to SharePoint. In a sense, one of the flaws in SharePoint is that you buy it because it feels like it's giving you centralised management, keeping things tidy controls. But then you have people saying things like, well, before we got SharePoint, we had five silos. Now we've got 500.
1: Yeah. yeah. So again,
0: it's, and, and that happens because almost like a philosophical question of which, where is the organisation and which bit has, has the power, the right, is mm-hmm. most effective at describing that.
1: So one of my one of my uh, um, ways of, of combating that right is uh, you know tactically. So what do you do to get around these things? Um, you've got to really include the feedback and, and the, the the perspective of the folks who are going to be using these tools. Um, at, before you start looking at tools right um, and i've 've had a, a couple of clients who did a fantastic job. I have one client who actually spent uh, um, you know probably about a year and a half talking to um, uh, different divisions, different departments, different teams about the types of things that they would need um, and about what their cultures were before they got started mm-hmm. um, and you know granted a year and a half. Is, that's that's a very long time to wait, um, but the the point is is that they 're starting with the relationships right mm-hmm. and, and when i when I talk about when I put on my um, you know community management community development hat um, all i 'm talking about is building relationships yeah right yeah. so the work that you need to do to build community in the first place, to build that adoption, uh, to, to get people excited about it, is to make them a part of it in the first place. Um, that can be done with, uh, um, you know, I, I like to stay away from the traditional, let us send you a survey that, that we've already pretty much decided what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just need the right numbers to substantiate it. Speak to people. You know, use use a freemium tool or something and and plunk something down and and get out there and actually have a conversation with people about what it is that they are experiencing uh, meaningfully, right? I think we all are used to doing our people surveys and, um, you know, kind of the very formalized uh, uh, experience of, of, you know, what's going on. You can have a conversation with people and get their feedback um, and manage the response when you don't deliver exactly what they've asked for, um, you know, but but you also get enough information to really understand what your challenges are going to be. You're going to get information about um, how tech savvy they are. You're going to get information about how open they are to sharing. You're going to get information about uh, how mobile they are, um, what kind of tools they've already experienced and what they thought was great about them in the first place, you know, what their successes and failures have been so that you can um, uh, speak more intelligently to to you know what the culture has to say about it. Yep. Then you've not only done the work that you need to improve your requirements list, but you've also begun to build the relationships that you are going to have to partner um, with those partners that you're going to have to work with to make this work once it's out the door. Well,
0: and, and something else you said halfway through again there was about uh, meeting the expectations of whether you had or hadn't met expectations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that's another interesting aspect of this. That some, one of the reasons why uh, IT folks are as process-aware and cautious as they are is that they've been screamed at when things have gone wrong in the past.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. And,
0: you know, once you get screamed at enough times, you start to get cautious. And I think another aspect that we're seeing at the moment is a tolerance for imperfection, hopefully, arising. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're sort of seeing this with, with Facebook when they suddenly just decide they're changing stuff, and mm-hmm. people are sort of accommodating that and getting it, getting used to, it. or Google pulling the plug on Google Reader or or, or whatever else. Um, mm-hmm. In a corporate setting, people have sort of been brought up to expect that it will be done right and will stay right for a significant length of time. Um, yeah,
1: I, I, but I, they're also they also have the perspective that they're used to having stuff done to them. Mm-hmm. There's a balance in that as well yep. because I know when I, when I look at the Facebook situation, when I look at the Google Reader situation, there is a there's a massive distrust that's growing, um, and I know I'm well less apt to sign up for Google things yes. than I than I yes. was before I Google disappeared and before Reader dis- it was slated to disappear. Yep. Um, and again, it's you know it, it get that's a that's a whole other podcast, but uh, <laughs> um, but you have to be careful with that as well. And which again is why the relationship building part of it is so important. Yeah. You have to get people on the same page with that notion that hey, you know, we're 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 here and we're delivering. We're we're going to be your facilitators and your um, uh, the folks who are, are here to make your life better. But we're also human beings who are on the same team as well, you. And well, it's, it's, it's it, likely
0: it's also an ongoing it, process. I mean, you know, yeah. I guess it's a falsehood that it ends. That, that, yeah. okay, we've designed it, we've built it. I mean, this is the problem with things like SAP again, that, you know, John Husband calls it organizational concrete. Um, that it takes a length of time to decide what you're going to do with it and design it and build it. And by the time you've done that, the world has started to change anyway. And then you, and then you, you're constrained by the tool that you've put in until you get enough pain and you, you do it all again. Um, you're, you're dead right. I mean, it, 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 I think you can build, the tools and the expectations along the lines of this is going to continually change and, and mm-hmm. not continually change, that's you know, not in an unnecessarily disruptive sort of way, but it's in all of our interests that this evolves. Yeah. And going back to what yeah. you said earlier, you know and one of the risks of, of overselling the enterprise to meme is that it sort of implies that it's a defined, already agreed Let's just do it thing, which it's not. And and
1: Yeah, no, it's not. And and that's the thing. It's it is important to remember that. I, I, I call it the naked baby stage, right? Where we're still at that place where we are we are fumbling around um trying to find uh this uh, uh the right solution. And and I, it's you know, it's in our nature that, that as as uh, as human beings to, to have this story of uh, you know, a goal that we are going to achieve, and I think you know, it 's important to remember that we 're on a path of evolution. Um, I hope we never stop developing uh, new tools and new ways of uh, uh, of making things better uh, that it 's facilitated through our use of tools well, it,
0: but it's also i mean it 's funny i 've just finished reading john gray 's latest book and and John Gray writes consistently about the the fallibility of the, of the progress myth and, and, and yeah. basically says it's just a, a, an extension of the, the religious myth that you're in a fallen state, you do the right things, and you end up getting to a happier place. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, that's what techno-utopia is about. You know, it's, it's just buy all these tools and the world will get better. And <laughs> and you know, part of me likes that and part of me wants to believe in that, but I've also got this nagging doubt that John might be right, that, that, that it, it's ever-decreasing circles more than a linear path to a better place. And actually the strength is to become tolerant of that, and, and again, at risk of sounding like an ageing hippie to enjoy the journey rather than expect to get to the destination. Yeah. And, 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 it's, yeah. and it's a pragmatic choice because it's not saying that you can afford to or should indulge constant churn in an organisation. You have to get stuff done and things have to slow down enough for you to do that without going mad or, or, or spending all your time yeah. playing with tools instead of working. But equally, well, it, it's a balance, isn't it? There's a balance between that cost... And the cost of being too slow-moving and too stable. Um, yeah, and, and too-
1: it's not all or nothing; it's everything. I'm going to have that put on my tombstone. I think <laughs> it's—I uh, mean, it, it really is. And, and when we're talking about the, um, when we're talking about changing models and changing the world, in um, the world of work, um, the, the world in general, we're seeing all of these models um, kind of showing their fragility that the, yeah. the, the brittleness of their nature is starting to emerge. And, um, and I think we're experiencing this in, I, in, in industry period we've, totally. we've come to this place where, um, you know, all of the things that we're complaining about are built in as mechanisms that, that support, um, this, that, that kind of Tayloristic story. And it's, it is changing. It's we're we're experimenting. We're dabbling in all of these changes. Um, and the thing is, is that we're we're trying to get to a place where we are more agile. We can make better choices. We can move much more quickly. Um, we've got to embrace that. Yeah. We've 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 got to figure out a way to do that. And in, in instead of kind of wasting. Uh, energy saying you know in the argument of it 's this or that let 's pour that energy into the, uh, the, the the brain power that we need to come up with a better solution that will be more agile and will be more networked as opposed to uh, you know hierarchical in, in the way that it's done. it 's done there are too many bottlenecks in the way in, in the the space that we 're in right now, and I think that we need to take that uh, take our cognitive surplus as it were and and, and point it towards that uh, That solution. And I think, you know, in in going back to talking about, uh, you know, SAP and the larger organizations in defense of them, I think that, you know, they're experiencing that as well. Yes. Um, Yes. I think we're watching that uh, um, all of these large organizations and which I would call Oracle and SAP and, um, you know, and the like, uh, uh, Microsoft, certainly we get to see very publicly how um how they're experiencing their own shifts and they are beginning to get social they are pulling people in who who understand that story um and and are are developing tools towards that i think they're going to they're they're still taking that path um that is meet them where they live you know kind of serving the older it story um, and uh, uh, and will, at a much slower pace uh, be introducing that kind of ecosystem story, I think, um, but within the confines of their own ecosystem right um, and and, and that 's seen it uh, again and again and again it 's just uh, that 's the nature of the way that software is sold
0: um, well it, 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 it has been um, yeah. you know in a sense I think that 's almost part of the problem that the industry itself right. has had a model of itself. Mm-hmm. That was suited to a particular environment that that is less.
1: But you'll true. see the younger, scrappier startups um, and uh, uh, the groups with the different kinds of solution, like my own. I, I, I promise not to pitch during <laughs> these things because I don't want to get into that space um, uh, and and break that trust that I have with the listenership. But. You see the smaller, scrappier organizations, and we partner with a load of people, with a load of other technologies, with uh, uh, and, and try to bring things together it, to honor a, yes. a logical ecosystem that goes on within an IT organization. And many of our competitors do the same thing. Many of the smaller, scrappier, more um, uh, more E two focused. If I'll say competitors um, uh, do that same thing, so I, I see that I, I see for moments sure. of that I, for sure. changing. And, and I
0: think what's, what's what's going to be interesting and challenging is is preventing. You know, I sometimes wonder: is there just a critical mass? Is there a scale that things get to? You know, Google's kind of held on to its faith possibly longer mm-hmm. than most, but maybe we're seeing that beginning to turn. Um, you know, Yahoo certainly um, jumped the shark as far as that was concerned. Um,
1: yeah. Is it, I don't it, believe don't be evil anymore. No, exactly. So and, and, and is, it, <laughs> is it
0: a consequence of just getting to that kind of level of success or size that you start accreting management with a, a particular set of expectations and behaviors or whatever, or is it possible? I mean, yeah. I've, I've never had, a, had an inclination to run a technology company, but if I did, I would hope that I would want to kill it, you know, kill your babies, you know, <laughs> if, if, if it started getting too big. Yeah. I'd want to walk away well, and start another one because I didn't you know that the, the they are different beasts once they get to a certain size.
1: Yeah, it's um it's it's problematic for sure. Um and and you know, I I, I it's a slippery slope that part of the conversation because that will very very quickly run it into kind of political ground yeah. and <laughs> and ideology ground. But I you know, I mean I've I've got my own opinions about the sizes of organizations and their ability to uh, maintain a heart and soul after they get to a certain size—it's um, difficult for sure. I think that the the a big part of what's missing in these organizations is that uh, um, that that deep ability to to engage and really maintain a heart and soul because of such prominence of process. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. Um, and process around the way that communication happens, and commun- by communication I mean two-way conversations, engaged conversations of, of meaningful topics yeah. and context, yeah. um, as opposed to corporate communications pushing down from on high. Yeah, and, um, the, and in
0: fact, if you've got that kind of robust grown-up culture, you can get quite big. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not ex- the size exactly. Size itself is a, is a necessary evil; it's the nature of yeah. how it's happened thus far.
1: Precisely, and and I mean we we are using the the you know the rules of the NBA that were <laughs> written from you know Lord knows how long ago um, to to you know we we do we do our best practices we follow our rules we do the you know, we, we we execute in the way that we were groomed to execute and again uh, not all or nothing everything we've we've got to make room in that execution for new ways of doing work while still trying to figure out how to meet your numbers. Um, and that is an incredible challenge. I don't disregard that challenge at all. Um, but I think what it also means is that uh, we in organizations, so you were saying this earlier today when we were talking um, about, uh, what, what was that phrase that you were using on uh, on Facebook this morning and, uh, and uh, well, p- when we talked p- earlier? Petty
0: acts of insubordination.
1: Petty acts of insubordination. Thank you very much. I love that, <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that that needs to happen. Those petty acts of subordina- insubordination need to act, um, be acted out by not only employees who are trying to get new technologies in and uh, uh, new solutions in that they think will help that specific problem, but also from the C-suite well, uh, when it when it comes to you know how are we responding to our shareholders? How are we responding to the board? How are we working with? Um, our partners, how are we measuring value in the work that we're doing and in, in the people who are, are doing that work? Um, those acts of insubordination, uh, those small changes, um, are the pieces that are going to bring agility and change. Um, and we need to look at that, you know, and, everything. And,
0: and, <laughs> and, and, and indeed, I think that might be a good point of which to, to draw this, this one to a close. But actually, at risk of driving Gordon Ross mad um he's been he's been keen that we talk about power and he's right and and you know i think to some extent we have been talking about power but you mentioned yourself that you know ideology and politics and and power and um that is what we're actually all talking about and it's kind of like behind the scenes if you like yeah. um so maybe maybe that ought to be one of our our next if not the next uh, topics for the podcast
1: yeah i think it's a good one i think it's quite a good one
0: So thank you. Well, thank you again uh, for listening. Thanks, Megan. And thank you.
1: And uh, uh, as I said at the end of the last podcast, if you've got something that you'd like us to discuss, um, on a a topic or something that's important to you or uh, a a question uh, or or, uh, a situation that you're experiencing that you'd like us to think about or talk about, uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Megan Murray and uh, Ewan is at Ewan, E-U-A-N. Um, and uh, uh, we'll be happy to, to give it a go
0: and uh, as before if those of you who, who enjoy listening to this feel so inclined then uh, writing a review on iTunes is always very welcome thanks to those of you who have done and uh, we, will, uh, we will see you the next time thanks